Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. What's going on, everyone? Hope y'all had an amazing weekend. Welcome to episode 80 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Michigan as Emma Dennison takes home the weekly honors. Emma had a remarkable game on Saturday at the Best of the Best tournament in Las Vegas as she only allowed one hit while striking out 21 as her and the Texas Glory Midwest 16U Baster team won 3 0. That's a pretty incredible performance, Emma. Great job. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with University of Arizona alum, current Cal State Fullerton pitching coach, and 2021 Olympian, Daniel O'Toole. Tooley has had a remarkable career to date. She earned Mountain West Pitcher of the Year honors in 2014, and Mountain West Freshman of the Year recognition in 2013 while with San Diego State. After transferring to Arizona, Tooley became one of the best pitchers in the Wildcats' rich tradition of great hurlers. In 2017, she would go on to be named a first-team All-American, Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year, as well as one of the 10 finalists for USA Softball Player of the Year. From there, she would go on to be drafted 8th overall into the MPF by the Chicago Bandits and was selected to Team USA, where she helped lead the team to a silver medal at the International Cup and a gold medal at the World Cup of Softball. Tooley most recently competed in her second season at Athletes Unlimited and also for Mexico at the 2021 Olympic Games, where she would post a stellar 1.23 ERA with seven strikeouts and only three earned runs over 17 innings of work. We're going to talk to Tooley about getting her start in the game, her time playing under legendary coach Mike Candrea, the roller coaster ride of emotions to the 2021 Olympics, and of course, we have to talk about her pets and the sitcom friends. Tooley was an absolute pleasure to chat with, and I'm so excited to see what's in store down the road for one of the great ones in our game. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Here we go. Tuli, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. How are you, your husband, and the fur babies doing down in California today? Uh, we are pretty good. My husband is currently uh, working, so I'm by myself with the pets. Right on, right on. Actually, I like I knew you had a, like a, a love for animals, but I didn't know it was this much until... On my way home from work today, I listened to your uh, episode with Sam on the Unknown Pro. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys get into talking about animals. So yeah, you had a pet cockroach. No. Okay. So <laughs> no, I had um, I had leopard geckos. Oh, okay. okay. And crickets are. I, I mean, they're just feeding. You know, reptiles are expensive on itself, but crickets are known to carry diseases. Okay. And roaches. Uh, what I had, I had dubia roaches. They're a little bit different. Um, they kind of look like a roly poly and a cockroach put together. <laughs> okay. Well, that um, makes that makes a little bit more sense then. <laughs> yeah. So they're not as like they're not as gross looking, but um, I tried to farm them just so it'd be a little bit more, you know save a little bit of money and safer for the pets. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to, I actually kind of laughed when you talked about the, you got a shrimp and and it had babies. And then I couldn't (laughs) believe that either. Yeah. That was in college. And then the turtles ate them. I have had everything you could probably think of outside of a snake. My husband's afraid of snakes. So that's a big no, no. Oh, so is my wife. My wife, said (laughs) i know this is drastic but my wife said if she was like stuck in a room and there was a snake and there was a gun she would shoot herself like (laughs) like i know that's crazy isn't it i know like i'm like why wouldn't you try this snake she's like if i missed then i'm screwed (laughs) yeah my husband my husband and i play this game all the time just you know randomly we'll we'll come up with questions with each other and um actually a part of it there's a three thousand questions book and like a would you rather book but we come up with some on our own. And one time he asked me, cause I, I also have a, a fear of the ocean um, and, and sharks really scare me. Okay. So he said, would you rather be on an Island alone with a shark swimming, waiting for you or be in a room full of spiders? And I, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I thought maybe. And then he, I think he said, I didn't have shoes on for either one. Oh, I was going like, to say, I, <laughs> I was going to say, if you had yeah, shoes on, I, you could just stomp them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even want to go near one. So <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So uh, actually I wanted to talk, how fun was it talking to Sam Fisher though? Like that girl's. Oh, she's, she's a, she's such a, a comic. She's such a clown. I love her. I know. I, um, I, I've had her here on the podcast like last year and man, a- after talking to her, I was like, I would just love to sit down, like have dinner and drinks with, with Sam and Kevin, because I think it would just be hilarious. Yeah. He, they're definitely such a good balance because like, she's so, um, and I don't even know if she'd consider herself an outgoing person. Hmm. Um, I know she's very much, uh, she likes to stay in and, you know, and she doesn't really want to do anything, but man, you get her out in front of people. We told her a couple of us told her that she should do stand up. Oh, 100%. I totally agree. Oh yeah, she she absolutely. I was an absolutely not. <laughs> That's awesome. So how how were the holidays? Um, good. It was uh, just nice, just kind of be able to see see everybody. Um, my husband's family lived in San Diego, so we were we were there for the Christmas and stuff. It was nice, and then New Year's we did nothing like normal, and mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same here. I mean, we're pretty much up here. We're we're almost on. I don't know. I wouldn't say lockdown, but. We have a lot of restrictions in place right now, which yeah, kind of sucks. But I mean, this was we've been over two years now, so it, it is what it is, I guess. Yep. Yep. Anyway, uh, we have a little thing with podcasts that we like to start off with. Call it uh, we call it quick pitches. It's just kind of it's mm-hmm. random questions. I'm gonna throw at you. <laughs> love, love that. And just answer them as best you can. 
Okay. All right. First as one. As best or as quick? Oh, no. It's just as best you can. If you have a story okay. to, for anything, just elaborate on it. It's all good. Uh, all righty. Uh, first one. Best thing about growing up in California? Oh, the beach. All right. Definitely the beach. I uh, very fond memories of my uh, family when we were young. Uh, my dad would pack up in a truck, so he'd pack up the whole thing and and we'd have uh, hot dogs and s'mores at the end of the night uh, with a bonfire. And nice. and I absolutely love the beach. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Like you guys, you can pretty much do that year round. Like I think I looked today yeah. that was it 73 there today? Right it now? was beautiful today. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It, today up here today, when I woke up, I looked and in Fahrenheit, it was minus one. A <laughs> 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 little, little bit of a difference there, but uh, no. <laughs> a little cold. Big no. <laughs> uh, next one. If you had to live off one food for a week, what is it? Mm, oof. Uh, God, I don't know. It, de- it depends. Um, it, the answer is either macaroni and cheese or mashed potatoes. Hmm. Two good choices, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but my the mashed potatoes have to be my mom's. Ah, uh, okay. Special mashed potatoes. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. She, she, they're so, like, fluffy. Oh, you can't beat fluffy potatoes, though. Spe- like, do you like sour cream with your potatoes? Um, With a baked potato, yeah, but not with mashed potatoes. I uh, I don't know what it is, but, yeah, just a fluffy mashed potato i people are you know some people like oh i like chunks in mine i was like why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. that's so weird <laughs> those, those people are serial killers <laughs> okay uh next one uh if you could go back and replay one game again which one is it um the re- most recent olympic game i'd go back my my last one i'd go back and do that all over again against canada yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one. Biggest thing you miss at Arizona? Um, biggest thing I miss. I would. That's really tough. There's there's a lot. I, I had an, an incredible experience there. Um, first thing is my is coach. Um, I, I miss him a lot, and I think about him every day because I'm out there with the with the girls every day, and I thought about how much he he impacted my life, and I just want to I want to do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I, I definitely miss my, my, my teammates. We were so close and, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't obviously I'd go back and change stuff, but if I could do it all over again, I would. Right on. Uh, who's been your toughest out throughout your career? My toughest out throughout my career. Oh my gosh. That is a, that's an incredible question. <laughs> I, I get asked that more often than you think. Oh really? Um, oh yeah. People ask me that all the time. Um, I don't know. I think it depends. My year, my answer changes every year. Okay. Um, yeah, my answer changes every year. I would say, and it depends on when I'm playing too. I have to get back to you on that one. Okay. You, you tweet us, (laughs) uh, next one, uh, out of all the players at AU, who has the best dance moves? (laughs) Um, wow. Well, I would say me. <laughs> I figured. Um, well, I believe that I could be a professional interpretive dancer. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, but then you got people like uh, Nadia Taylor, who's just a she's ridiculous. Um, but maybe best dancer, legitimately, I'd maybe say like Jasmine Jackson. Okay, that's a good one. 
yeah, she's, she's good. Uh, two more here. Uh, which one of your pets is most spoiled? Oh, my dog. <laughs> by far, by far the dog. I got her when I was in college, so she's been my little, uh, uh, she's, she's part miniature greyhound chihuahua. Oh, okay. That's, is and, that Purdy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mini greyhounds are, are, if, if you look it up, they're also considered Velcro dogs. Oh, so anything um, will stick so to they, them. They pre- <laughs> she pretty much never, she's sitting next to me right now. Like she never, ever wants to be away from me. She sleeps right in front of my face. Um, we, she's very particular about her food. God, she's so spoiled. If she doesn't <laughs> eat, I'll put like an egg or rice or chicken. Like we give her food because we need her to eat. But sometimes she's like, mm, I don't want this kibble. And then she just <laughs> chooses not to eat it. Or um, God forbid it's raining and she has to pee outside. <laughs> she will hold it forever because she doesn't want to go outside. A little diva. Super. And when we're driving in the car, she has to sit in your lap. She doesn't want to sit anywhere on the seats. She doesn't want to go anywhere else. She wants to sit with you on your lap. Wow. Wow. She, I could, I could keep going. I could go on and on about her. She is the absolutely most spoiled thing on the planet. That's crazy. I I actually have a a heating pad I'm sitting on right now and she, I turn it on for her when I leave because she likes to sit in it because it's warm. Wow. Yeah, Holy she's ridiculous. Geez, I don't need, I don't even give that much attention to my son and daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. I had to ask, what about I saw the video you posted your your cat that will fetch napkins. Oh yeah. So my um I have three cats and one of them is uh, obsessed with hair ties. He plays fetch with hair ties. <laughs> and the other one likes anything that crumples or makes noise. Right. So nap- napkins, paper, uh, candy, like the wrappers. Wow. Um, he you, you throw it and he brings it back. He just he just wants to play. I, I never saw anything like that before. Like as far as a cat goes, like a dog, of course. But as far as a cat going and playing fetch, never seen it before. Yeah. You, I don't know. I've never, I just, they were kittens when I figured it out, they could do it. I just started throwing stuff and they'd bring it back. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I have to actually hide my hair ties and. My husband, because he's in um, he's in school, so he does he has a lot of paperwork and stuff. And right. when he's done with it, he just crumples it up and lets one of them take it. And when he's done, he actually shreds it to pieces. So <laughs> that's fun. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, last one. What is the best episode of Friends ever? Oh, season four, episode twelve, the one with the embryos. <laughs> that's specific. Okay. It's, yeah, it's my it's my favorite. The one with the embryos. What's, what's that? Yeah, that's the one where where Monica and Rachel wake up because the chick is turning into a rooster. Uh, and yes. they bet on the apartment. They play the, the game. Um, who knows who better? Mm-hmm. They switch apartments. And yeah, that's it. And then Phoebe gets pregnant. Yeah. And that's the best, that's the best episode. That That is pretty good. I actually have I have the one where remember. uh Ross was playing the bagpipes and Oh my gosh. Yeah. For the, um, yep. Yeah. For and, the wedding. And actually Jennifer Aniston was like losing it. Like yeah, even, even yeah. yeah, even the one they put in the show, you could see she was laughing. Yeah. Well, Phoebe too, because Phoebe's like, Pee, yeah. Pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That one was so funny. And, and then, then Chandler says, I don't, I don't want anything to do with my Scottish heritage. <laughs> Oh, so good. And then, yeah, 
the, 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 my other one was the uh, the one where Rachel is trying to tell her dad that she's pregnant when she was living with Joey, and mm-hmm. she leaves him leaves him on the phone on the counter, and Joey walks in and picks up the phone, and he's like, well, and then he ends it off with stupid guy on my phone, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh man, that's just oh that kills me. Yeah, it's time. I'm actually rewatching it all right now. So. Oh, are you? Oh, I rewatch every time I feel. I, I don't know what it is, but it's very soothing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I have rewatched it. I, it's an impossible number. Yeah, there was the episode on after supper tonight. We just had the TV on and there was an episode on it. And it was the, the pivot one where Ross was carrying the coach up the, up the steps and was yelling pivot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good one. Oh, anyway, let's let's get to your career. I mean, uh, we can talk about friends for the whole episode, and I'm sure we wouldn't get bored. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, t- tell us uh, when and where you got your start in the game. Um, I was about four. Uh, my mom and dad just put me in um, our like little rec league that we had, and then um, my cousin, where I was about eight years old, and my cousin was pitching. She's about two years younger than I am. And my, my, I'm sure, you know, you've done your homework on me, but my mom was, um, uh, all American at UCSD. Yep. Um, really fantastic. I remember, you know, her arms messed up, but I remember yet when I was younger watching her turn it over and, um, God, she's just such a junk pitcher. It was awesome. So my cousin was throwing and then my mom was like, you know what? Get your gloves. We're going in the parking lot. I can't handle this anymore. And then that's, that's where it started in a parking lot. Right on. Well, I was going to say, like, one of my questions, what, like, was there any, like, coaches on the way up before college that played a big role in your development? But I imagine, like, your mother would have played a huge role in your development. Yeah, you know, um, her, she was more mental, to be honest with you. Oh, my really? dad, yeah, both of my parents are extremely athletic. My dad is so gifted, it's ridiculous. But, um, uh, I don't know. I, I think that my dad took me out a lot. You know, he's very hard on me. Um, and I needed, I'm the, I'm the type of person who I need that. I don't want to be babied or I don't need to be coddled. I, I want somebody to tell me straight how it is. And I think that's part of the reason I am how I am is because of him. Right. right. But my mom w- was more on the, you have to look at the batters. You have to look at what they're doing. Where's her feet? Where's her, you know, so basically reading the game, that was my mom. Right on. Right. Like, so- yeah. So I learned from a very early age how to do that. I, she taught me how to keep score in like an old book that we don't, that we'd never use anymore. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I would think I was, I must've been like 10 when she taught me how to do that. That's a good skill to have though. I mean, <laughs> I, I love you. I love doing the book. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it, there is a, like a, a skill to it, I guess. I mean, if I, I don't know, I mean, that's just me being me, but there is kind of a skill. Yeah. <laughs> For, for sports nerds, I think it's it's interesting. I think now, um, you know, think about when you're 10, you know, I, I people don't do that anymore. Mm. But um, now, you know, they don't, it's on their phones and they just click ball or strike. And yeah. They, it does it. There's a, there's a thing that does it for them, an algorithm. Yeah, true enough. So did you have a love for the game right off the get-go? No. No. Okay. When, no, when did... I, I was... <laughs> go uh, ahead, no. go ahead. <laughs> I, my parents, I told you they're so athletic. So it was just a, I don't want, I I don't know. It was more of like a, they wanted me to have fun, but also I knew I had to be good. (laughs) Um, so I think a young age I was pressured. Um, and I'm also the oldest of all the kids. So I had to do it right first. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I think I hit like a wall right around 14 where I was like, I hate this sport. I'm never playing ever again. Really? Yeah, I was in eighth grade, I think, freshman year of high school. I don't remember which one of the two. And I told my dad I did not. I I hate it. I don't want to do it anymore. And uh, he was like, you know, are you sure? And he kind of pushed me into into staying. And I'm glad he did because obviously, Mm. you know, everything I've done, but. I can't imagine quitting at that age. Yeah, really. Did, were you playing any other sports? I yeah, I played soccer um, up until I played up until my uh, sophomore year of high school. Okay. Um, basketball a little bit, not not very good there. Just I didn't really like it. Um, volleyball a little bit, but soccer and softball were the the main two. Right on. So how did uh, how did the whole you know getting in travel ball start? Um, I didn't get into travel until I was 12. Okay. So I think, yeah, now it's so different. You know, you got people who are in, and I'm putting my air quotes up travel ball, travel ball and when, yeah. they're, when they're eight, you, it's like, I'm sorry, you don't, you, are you, you're eight and you're in travel ball. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, and, they yeah, and they have a Twitter account and put videos up like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I can't even get into that cause that's just something else. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I got, I started travel when I was 12. Uh, my dad just kind of was like, you know, I, I think you're ready. You're, you've kind of grown out of the rec league. You know, I just, uh, you know, when you have the kids who are ready to go, they're just kind of beating everybody. Mm. And there was one other girl, one other pitcher um, who her and I were like pretty good. And she went to travel ball first. So I think that my dad was like, okay, it's time to go. So we picked up and went and that was it travel ball from there right on actually i meant to ask this question to past guests but i've always forgot is there much a difference between travel ball and and high school competition yes yeah i i think it depends on what what high school you go to um because like obviously there's different divisions and like state championships can be very um competitive but in some areas they're not Mm mm-hmm um, you know, SoCal is like, it, well, maybe not anymore, but, um, back when I was playing, SoCal was the breeding ground for softball. So everybody who was anybody was playing in SoCal. Okay. Right on, right on. Um, yeah. But when, you know, if you're in like a very small town, Minnesota, maybe not, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess you'd have to grab a group of my friends and ask, but yeah, high school is so different than travel ball. High school was supposed to be like fun. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are, you are with primarily with the people you grow up with in high school anyway. So it would be more fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a, I, I don't know. I just, I was, I always had the notion that it was supposed to be fun. Mm, yeah, for sure. So tell us about the recruiting process was, uh, you know, how did that go for you? Well, like, were there other schools besides San Diego state? Yeah, I, uh, we went, my, my dad and mom, we, we went to a couple camps, um, you know, got noticed a little bit. I was playing for a good travel ball team. So I knew like I was going to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not, I, I feel like people forget because, you know, I, they don't, they didn't know me, but at the time I'm, you know, freshman in high school, I was, I'm the same height. I've been the same height since I was 14. So I'm like five, eight. I'm throwing nothing. I'm throwing like mid fifties. Mm-hmm. I have, I can spin it. I can locate it, but I'm, I was nothing really impressive to anybody. Um, 
I, I was a very much a late bloomer. So the, re- the recruiting was a little different for me. Right. Um, I verbaled somewhere my uh, freshman year and uh, things just kind of didn't work out. So sophomore year, San Diego State came a knock in and it was actually really cool. I went to a camp and Stacy Newman caught for me. Oh, wow. At that camp. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is the dream, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's an incredible human. And I didn't really learn that until later in life. Um, yeah. But at the time I said yes. And that was it. Right. So was that like was that one of the primary decisions, right? Like because of that or was there was there no, other aspects? I, I, there were the the main one was uh, I told you I'm the oldest of five at the time. My youngest brother, um, I think he was about four, um, and I was I I mean he was absolutely everything to me. He was the most important thing on the planet to mm-hmm. me. So I knew that I didn't want to be really far from him. Um, so San Diego State is only two hours away from my house. I thought, you know what? it's good. My family can come watch me play and I can see my brother whenever I want. I can go home whenever I want. We used to, my mom used to drive. She used to take him for the weekend on Fridays. She used to take him to Temecula. I used to drive to Temecula, pick him up. And we, just me and him would spend the weekend together when I was in college. Oh, nice. Jesus. Yeah. What a great big sister. <laughs> I absolutely love that kid. He is uh, yeah, I, I love him. So that's awesome. Um, that was that was one of the reasons I wanted to stay there. Right on. So your freshman season there, I mean, mm-hmm. you'd be outstanding. I mean, you went 14 and 7, 1.81 ERA, named Mountain West Freshman of the Year. What what was your biggest takeaway from that first year that, you know, that that stuck with you? I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in there, you know, you know 5'8", 120. And then as soon as I start working out, you know, they get me in the dorms. I'm, I have very easy access to the cafeteria. It, I, the dorm was lit. I could literally walk there within two minutes and be in the cafeteria. That was a big mistake because I didn't gain the freshman 15. I gained freshman 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I know. That's a little, um, that's a little more. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> um, so, and then all of a sudden my, my speed goes up, spin gets better. I mean, just everything kind of clicked for me. And then all of a sudden I, I'm sort of successful and I realize, okay, I, I can do this. Um, and I think after that year, I, I knew that the next year I was just going to be even better because somebody had, had mentioned a sophomore slump to me. Mm-hmm. And then in my, I remember very distinctly remembering, nope, that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a way to be different. Well, you definitely were. I mean, yeah. you, you ended up sophomore season getting Mountain West Pitcher of the Year. So, I mean, definitely not a slump there for sure. Um, yeah. Actually, now I'm a crazy fun fact fan. So mm-hmm. I find it pretty cool that your first ever college start happened to be against Arizona. Do you ever, like, do you ever look back and say, yeah, that's pretty cool? Or am I just being an idiot that loves fun facts? No, <laughs> I... I you know what? I don't remember that game as well as I think they wore their gray unis, but um, I don't remember that game very well because I was so nervous. But I do. I am very thankful for um, our coach, the San Diego State, for their coaching staff because um, Kathy pretty much just threw me to the wolves. Mm. She said, "Here you go." And I'm sure if you look up, I threw against Arizona, Cal, Tennessee. 
uh, Oklahoma. I think I, I had Georgia in there as well. Wow. And she just said, here, go. And that was really, really great for me because it, I had to work so hard to just try to keep us in the game. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was really one of the best things that happened for me. And not perfect way to get better. I mean, if you, if you're pitching against the best, (laughs) you can only get better, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now being a, being a coach, I understand why she did that. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I, I can't imagine, you know, I now understand if I put one of my freshmen against some of these P5 teams and then we come back for conference and it's, it's just a little bit easier. I, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there one piece of advice that, uh, you go back and give 2013, 2014 Thule that, what would that be? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think maybe, um, it's not as big as it seems. Mm-hmm. And that's for not not only softball, but just everything in life. It's not as big as it seems. I think at the time, you know, you're away from home. It's first or second year away from home and you're dealing with a lot of stuff that's not softball related. It's a lot of social stuff. Yep. Um, and everything seems like a big deal and it's not. Right on. So tell us how the transfer take place. Um, you know, I was feeling, I I had, I had some issues at San Diego state, nothing to do with the coaching staff or the program. Right. Um, they were, they were great. Um, it was, it was more about the outside stuff I was struggling with. Okay. Um, so I just decided, you know, I'm going to go and, and figure it out. I may, I may never play softball again, but that's okay. Can you believe that? I literally said, I'm not going to play. I may not play softball again. Somebody might not pick me up, but it's okay. I'll be fine. Wow. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I left. I left not knowing if anybody would ever know who I am or if if anybody would take me. Because remember, the transfer portal was not a thing. Ah, uh, that's right too. That's right too. Yep, transfer portal was not a thing. You pretty. It was pretty much word of mouth, and uh, I, I don't know. So how'd you end up at Arizona then? Um, I I was friends with this uh with this girl, <laughs> uh, Mo Mercado. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I think I, you know, I don't remember. I don't, I do not remember exactly how it went down, but, um, I got a phone call from a few other schools and then coach Kendra was actually my, he called me, he was the last call and I'm sitting in my brother's room and I get a phone call from this weird Oklahoma number. And I was like, I already have Patty Gasso's number. Why, why is this number calling me? And I answer and he said, hello, is this Daniel O'Toole? And I was like, yeah, who is this? And he goes, oh, it's Mike Kendrea. I put it on mute and I was like, Oh my God, it's unbelievable. I'm running all the way. I'm the only one home. I'm running back and forth in my house. Like no way. <laughs> and he called and he asked for a visit. And, um, yeah, I don't remember, but I remember possibly telling Mo that, you know, I, I wasn't going back to San Diego state. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember anything else. Other than that, maybe coach got it, got a hold of one of the other coaches. I honestly have no idea. So I don't really remember. Did it's you, so long ago. Like you went, you obviously would have visited the school when like prior to going there. Like I did. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I visited the school. Um, I cried immediately. Oh. I was like, wow, this place feels like, like love. Is like that home. right? 
Yeah. I always tell people, it's like, if you're looking to go anywhere, if you're in high school or if even if you're transferring and you get on campus and it just doesn't feel mm. like you, it doesn't feel like warm and like home, don't do it. Right. Yeah. Now you, you couldn't play that first year, could you? No. Uh, what was that? Was that tough being around the team, you know, not being able to play or, or did you just take it all in? Both. Um, at first I had a very, very hard time. Um, you know, I really, really hard time. Cause I was like, got it. We could, I could play, like I can do this. Like I, you know, and I just couldn't do it. And then I, I learned how to be a good teammate because I had to sit there and watch everything. And I, I just, I couldn't even travel either. And this was before flow softball had their, their grips on, uh, the Mary Nutter. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I remember them going to Mary Nutter and I couldn't travel. So I'm sitting in my apartment listening to a podcast of our game. Oh man, <laughs> that'd yeah. be tough. And I know. I'm just like, my hands are together and I'm like rocking <laughs> back and forth. Like, Oh my God, like what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. That would be absolutely tough. Like, like, yeah. man. Oh, I know. So do you remember your first start with Arizona against the uh, Southern Utah? No. Okay, good. 10-2 win. You only had a two-hitter. Oh, look at that. There you go. <laughs> no, the first game I actually remember playing for Arizona was um, against LSU. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you that was relief appearance, wasn't it? I believe. Because I was... I, I do my research, so I think your first start was against uh, Southern Utah, I believe. Uh, might have, it might have been relief, but it was probably I if I can't if I remember right, it might have been oh, early relief. Maybe, maybe it was. Jeez, I think to... I might have I might have started. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Let's not argue about it. I mean, <laughs> you probably know better than me. Anyway, I I remember the back half of the game because I remember it was like L at the time LSU was like. Uh, you know, the year, the year prior, we, they had gone to super regionals and lost. Right. So it was just a stung a little bit for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. we came out and we won that game and it was a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Now mm -hmm. you go on, you have a phenomenal two seasons with Arizona. I mean, mm -hmm. your list of individual accomplishments is extensive. Looking back, what were some of the biggest memories there, whether it be on or off the field? Um, Man, I remember uh, Katiana Malga hitting her home run um, to put her at the top of the uh, the, the Pac-12 home run record. Mm -hmm. um, I remember uh, we used to call it a Mo special, where where Mo would hit a like a chopper, like weird hit up the middle, and it would score some random run. I don't know. You just <laughs> you remember very small random things. Um, I don't have any like games that I like absolutely love. There's games I hate. There's games I cringe at, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. I just, the experience altogether was really, really awesome. Right on. Now you go on to be drafted eighth overall by Chicago bandits in 2017, mm -hmm. uh, as well as be named to the U S national team. What was it like getting word mm -hmm. that you'd be playing for your country? Um, I did not even know that they knew who I was because yeah, I got an invite my senior year um, at Arizona and I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then I realized, oh my God, oh, the Olympics are back in. They're actually, they're looking for people now. Mm. Like this is, this is legit. They're look, like, they already had a squad, but they're looking to add people. So um, I don't know. It was, it was a big deal. I think 
playing pro. I, I actually wasn't even sure if I wanted to go pro. And Caitlin Lowe asked me, I think it was in April, maybe if I wanted to play. And I was like, yeah, why not? And uh, that's how that came about. How was the pro league anyway? This is difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was difficult. I think uh, my first year it was Scrapyard was still there. Pride was there. Um, Akron was not. Akron had gone already. Okay. Rebellion had gone. So there wasn't a lot and it was tough. Um, I, I don't know. I, I definitely, um, I appreciate, you know, the bandits because the, the mayor is amazing and, um, you know, the management was great. I just, I, I did have a really hard time in, in the pro league because you play the same people five, six times in a row and then you go back home and you're expected to do it again the next day. It was, it's more grueling than a yeah. college season. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm away from, um, you know, my, my husband who was, I, my husband and I have been dating since I was at San Diego state. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I met him when I was at state. Okay. Yeah. So we'd been together a while already and it was just, it was just hard. I imagine. It, I, I wow. really great, really great fun time with the girls. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I actually got to meet some of the Australian uh, national team players on that team and we're friends, which is, which is amazing because of that. So I, 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 I am thankful for my friends that I made. While oh, I was nice. There. Nice. Who I've, I've had a number of the Australians on here. Who, who, uh, we, I, um, Kaya Parnaby. Oh yeah. Kaya on here. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ellen Roberts. Yeah. 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 And then, um, uh, uh, what's her those are the two that i'm like because they're both pitchers yeah yeah of course <laughs> um yeah i know <laughs> um and then chelsea forkin was there right um taylor titicronis was there um geez quite a few of them. Last was, yeah there was i think there were six of them wow wow i think pool pool and one other i don't know why i'm blanking right now but, right. yeah it was, it was cool right on well, how did the switch over to the Mexican national team happen? Stacy McManus, that's who it is. Oh, Stacy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Mexican team. So when we went when I went to tryouts with Team USA in January of 2019, I did not make the roster. Okay. Um, so then I got a phone call, I don't even know when it was, like maybe May, April, May mm -hmm. of 2019, asking if I would join the Mexico team. And, um, I'm very, I'm very, um, Hispanic. My, both my parents are Mexican mm -hmm. and, um, so I, I knew no matter, I, I, I knew I could do it. It's just a matter of if I wanted to, right. um, I knew nobody on that team. I knew one, I knew one person, um, and I, it's, I knew Anissa Ortez and it's only because I played against her and it, it was really not even, I know her. It was more like a, yeah, yeah, I know her. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't know anybody. Um, so it was, it was, uh, interesting, but I said, yeah, why not? Right on. How much of a roller coaster of emotions was that over the, you know, almost two years of, you know, qualifying for the games to them being canceled, then back on and so on. Maybe talk about that journey for us. It was tough. I think um, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that our team has yet to divulge with the media, with mm -hmm. the news about our team and what happened. Um, 
you know, so there's a lot, a lot more to the story. It's just none of us are kind of ready to, to come up, right. come out about it yet. Yep. Um, but definitely joining that team. I have made some very, very cool lifelong friends. I think that the COVID when, so what happened is we were playing in Australia in February when all the fires were happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. Totally. And we went over there and it was so freaking hot <laughs> and I thought I was going to die. And then I was like, okay, you know what? It's fine. Japan's going to be this hot. It's fine. Yeah. Nope. Australia was hotter. Is that right? <laughs> Australia, Australia was hotter during the fires. I couldn't breathe. Um, <laughs> well, no wonder yeah, you couldn't breathe. We there were, was smoke everywhere. <laughs> yeah. We were coming home from Australia and on the news I saw, um, you know, I was getting my bags and on the news I saw, okay, a uh, new, you know, virus, whatever from, uh, you know, it just, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're supposed to be playing Arizona and in March and we, you know, all this, all these things. And all of a sudden we get a call saying, Hey, they're, uh, they're postponing, they're postponing it. Mm. And we and everybody we were on a Zoom and everybody was just super devastated. It's like another year, another freaking year. Yeah. And then we spun it. We had a psychologist with us and she was really great. And we spun it and we said, yeah, it's another year together. It's another year to get for everybody to get better. Um, You know, we just we just have to figure it out one more year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yep. And then we did. Yeah. Well, now I I know it wasn't the outcome you guys were looking for, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's I, but safe to say one of the top moments in your life. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I I don't I have zero regrets about how um, the Olympics went for for me. Yeah. I, I can't speak I can't speak for the rest of my team, but for me personally, yeah, I don't have any regrets. I did everything I was supposed to, everything I needed to, and um, obviously, if you pitch pitch. Uh, changes, pitch locations, you know, changing a couple things, but I have no regrets about it. So I don't yeah. feel any type of way that I don't, I didn't get a medal or I didn't do this. It's like, you know what? Yeah. I am in the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of people who do end up going to the Olympics. And that is very, very cool. Oh, absolutely. Was it, was it weird playing in front of no fans? Um, They play like fake fan noise. So it's like not, it, it was just weird because like you had to create your own vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Is that was the weirdest part. Like we had a small, a very small section of like our government. Some of our government officials um, were there and like some of our uh, like Mexican supporters, you know, were there. And then um, uh, they had a lot of crew, like, like the Japanese people had a lot of crew there. So yeah. it felt like it wasn't just us, but sort of weird. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Now, I got to talk about AU. Um, how awesome is it that, you know, that came along? That is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, they asked me, I don't remember when it was, but Sherry asked me like a couple years ago before AU started and she said, Hey, we're starting a new league. And I was like, what really? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't remember what the word she used, but basically implied that it was an add on to the NPF. Right. And I was like, wow, this is, this is incredible. Like we're, you know, and it's legit. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's money and 
um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it sounded like they had it all put together. So when we actually got there, it was very cool. Yeah. I was going to ask like how your reaction was, about how you heard about it, but, and you know, how the format was. Cause I think that that format is, I, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, I would say that it's, it, it's for a mature player. Yes. Um, for an experienced player, because I think if you put a point system in with, you know, I don't know, I, I know that high schools and colleges are doing it. And I think it's great that they're modeling um, that that what we're doing. Um, I think it's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that sometimes the points can lead to um, solo actions. True. Yeah, yeah. So I think that there, it's definitely for experienced um, players, it, 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 it's beneficial for us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, the, like the first season you guys were obviously in the bubble. How was it? Yeah. How was it this season, you know, actually having fans there? Um, obviously having fans is incredible. The people from Chicago, um, because they were so diehard bandit fans, right. they're now diehard AU fans. Oh, that's awesome. And they are really great. They treat us so nice. Um, I would say that it is it is a little different because uh, our first year we were in the bubble. So everybody from that first year was so close. Mm. And then the second year, it's a little different because we weren't forced to spend a, a ton of time together. Right. So how did this year how did this year's work as far as, you know, accommodations and everything? Um, accommodations are exactly the same. It's just we were just divided by like state law and like mandates and stuff, CDC stuff. So. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, but we weren't we weren't forced to like. Uh, I, I don't know. We, we basically couldn't like, I couldn't go hang out in somebody else's room. Uh, okay. And this year and this year you can, but here, here are the rules. Like, right. yeah, just, just a little different. Right on. So are you in for season three or do you know that? No, yet? Uh, I am. Are you? I am in for, I am in for season three. Right on, right on. So um, is there anything, is there talk of anything, you know, being added or, or anything special or anything like that? There's, there's AUX that they have. Oh, that's right. That's right too. There's AUX this season. Um, it's just, AUX is supposed to be just like a pre season thing. Right. Um, like a, a complimentary, you know, couple weeks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just have it, Yeah. This is not final yet because obviously I can change my mind whenever, yeah. but I, I'm feeling like this is my last, my last go around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought a big thing that I liked last year was, you know, how they announced people that were drafted into the league, like at the women's college world mm -hmm. series. I thought that was like a, mm -hmm. that was a great touch. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see who they add in this year. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for, you know, one more time with my friends, one more summer with everybody. And, and um, you know, if, if my mind is made up how I feel right now, if it is, a, if I do feel the same way in September, then um, I'll get to say goodbye to the game that, that the right way, the way that I want to. Right on, right on. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the jackass forever. I saw the, the clip of you, uh, you know, hitting danger Aaron there, right in the nads. Uh, <laughs> how, mm -hmm. how did that all come about? I got a phone call from um, a former uh, NCAA you know, softball player. Uh, she's pretty well known, so I'm not going to say who she is. Mm -hmm. But um, got a phone call from her, and uh, she was like, hey, 
do you want to do, you know, this thing? They asked me to do it and, you know, it's kind of not my thing, but I thought you'd be really perfect for it. And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I will totally do that. So I called uh, their people and they gave me an address. I drove out to the set and <laughs> the first thing I see is Johnny Knoxville in a clown costume. <laughs> He's in a full up clown getup. Oh and I was like, God. all right, this is real. This is real. And then not behind him, um, pretty much everybody else, but he's mm -hmm. just kind of leading the pack there. And I was like, all right, this is real. I'm super nervous. I'm going to vomit. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> uh, what if I miss? What if I miss? <laughs> and then, you know, uh, went, went from there. Was it, did you get it first take? Okay. So uh, he set up. I'm warming up. They have a guy. I don't know. I don't know what his official job title was, but they had a guy there who I guess had had played baseball previously. So he was like familiar with all of that. Right. I brought, I brought my husband's glove, his catcher's glove, and I gave it to him and I said, here you go. You know, I need to warm up a little bit. He goes, Oh, okay, cool. No worries. And I'm warming up and I turn around and I see danger. Aaron is, has no clothes on. He's got a jock strap <laughs> and a cup. And I was like, this just keeps getting better. This is, this is, eh, what's next? And then they pull out some old catcher's gear. So he, it's too small for him, but um, he's wearing some old gear and, and uh, the, the, uh, what's it called? The director was like, Hey, you know, let's do this from 35 feet. And I was like, mm. I said, I'm, you know, I'm new here, but um, <laughs> do you think that that's a good, idea? like maybe let's try it at 43. Yeah. He goes, oh, like whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want, that's cool. And I was like, okay, because if I'm throwing at 35 feet, like I, I think we're gonna hospitalize him. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, just uh, started at 43 feet. We he, we had a, like a, a green screen wall drop, like in the back. It was like wooden, mm -hmm. and we went up there first take. And I, and he's got his eyes open, his, I don't remember where, I think his hands were out just kind of to his side. And then first pitch comes right in and it would have hit him. 100% would have hit him first pitch. Really? And he, yep. And he flinched, oh. um, I, which anybody would, his eyes were open, his hands were to the side. I, I remember him tur like turning. So like, I think he covered and I think his, his right leg, I think, uh, turned inward. So okay. I actually hit him in the, I, then he moved into the ball and I hit him in the leg. Still. So then, <laughs> so then after that we adjusted, he was like, okay, uh, close your eyes, hands behind your back. And, um, that was hard. To, it was hard to concentrate to be honest with you. I imagine. Um, they, so like, I don't think, I don't know in the movie what you're going to see, but the entire like production squad, um, just behind me, they set up in like 25 minutes. There must've been like, I God, I don't even know how many people, but like a hundred people or something like that, just all watching. Um, you know, I got wires everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. There's at least like, I think there's like three cameras to my left <laughs> and to my right, there's the entire jackass squad. So you got, you have every, everybody who's in that movie yeah. is on the right, is on the right. And they're out of the shot. You can see, um, in the video, Johnny Knoxville comes out and he's like super excited. Yeah they were all standing right there. So it's like, I had my own little lane of, all right, everybody's watching. I, I got to get it done. 
And I don't know how many takes it took, but um, they asked, they said, you got to hit it right in the middle. And I, I was missing high. I was missing like a little low. I'd like scrape the bottom of the cup. And I know that the day, the day before in the, in, they just released the second trailer and you can see a, a boxer hitting danger Aaron in the nuts. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, that was the day before I went. Oh and he God. was so swollen that his cup was upside down. He couldn't wear it normal. <laughs> Why did they do this? Oh. I, I, I don't really know. Um, they're really, honestly, I did not expect them to be so kind. They're very, very kind people. Oh, that's good, though. Um, yeah, but no, Danger Aaron was giving me some, um, some shiz. <laughs> he was like, can you just hit me? And I was like, I would if you stopped moving. <laughs> like, it's not my fault. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, um, so yeah, he took. He, he so he really, took some in the leg. Like, obviously he like. Oh, I think there's. I think there's three shots he took in the leg because I remember looking at it and oh it looked kind of like. It looked kind of like um, when you carve out a like a pumpkin. Yep. Like there's eyes and like a nose or a mouth. <laughs> That's what it. It bruised really fast. Really, he God, he bruises easy. He's like wow. a peach. Um, yeah, he was already bruised. So was, was the, the fist pump, was that authentic or did they tell you to do it? Oh, super authentic. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I was so pumped because I was like, yes, like, yeah, because we're just sitting here and I was super nervous and, you know, I'm, I've always prided my, I've always been really, um, uh, proud of, of the way I can hit my spots and, Mm -hmm. and, um, not so much throw it hard, but they were like, I I said, are are you sure? And he, they said, go full as hard as you can so i just i tried and let it rip and um after they after i hit him everyone was super excited and they showed me the shot in slow-mo oh it's it's worse than slow-mo so how long did it take him to get up uh i don't know i don't know i don't remember he's still laying there (laughs) um he you know what i hit him and he was laying there and he was on the ground and I, I was kind of like a little bit panicked. Mm. It was fun because everyone else was laughing, but I'm the one who's inflicting the danger. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like a little panicked because he was on the ground and I was like, Oh no, like, is he okay? Cause his, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how much they're going to show, but you know, just, I can't imagine how painful it is, but you know, eyes, eyes were not, uh, his eyes were in the back of his head for uh, like a second. Wow. Wow. Well, I can't, yeah. I can't wait to see this on film. So for any of our listeners, it comes out February 4th. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, February 4th. In pretty much every theater you can think of. So uh, get out and get out and see Thule, uh hit da- Danger Aaron in the, in the ads. <laughs> so yeah. Before we move on outside the shoot, we'd like to thank one of their sponsors, Prodigy Sports. Located at 9 Simmons Road in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Prodigy Sports is your leading supplier of team, league, and school sporting good products. Prodigy Sports prides itself in its unique working relationships with all the major name brands in the athletic industry and has an extremely close working relationship with sporting good manufacturers around the world. This combination makes Prodigy Sports your number one supplier of sports equipment, clothing, and supplies. Please join them by looking further into their website, prodigy-sports.com and discovering the world of Prodigy Sports right at your fingertips. If you have any questions about their company or any of their products, please feel free to contact them at 902-446-4645. 
before we get to the final segment here, uh, how are you liking the coaching life? It's different. Um, definitely different. I, I love, uh, I love working with, um, the pitchers here at Cal State Fullerton. Um, they're a great group of kids. Uh, they, <laughs> they make fun of me a lot. I make fun of them a lot. It's a very free, very free environment. Um, they call me Tutu. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a, I have a nickname for my nickname. Get that? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, that's, that's what they call me. And, um, hey. And it, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun, it's fun time. Right on. So how's, how's the season looking? Well, we have COVID trouble just like everybody else. Uh, we already look, we already have our season scheduled and stuff like that, but, um, you know, we're just hoping that nothing happens last year. We had our, our athletic trainer is very good. And, and, uh, we had a scare last year where UNLV came and played UCLA and then, uh, we were supposed to play UNLV and UCLA. Mm -hmm. And then one of the UNLV curls, when they got to our, our field, our coach or our um, trainer said, you guys need to get tested. And they got tested and one of them ended up being positive. Oh, wow. So if she had not done that, we would have, our whole team would have been exposed to a positive. So it's stuff like that. It's Oof. like, it's, you, you don't, and they just played UCLA, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, it's definitely, it's a lot. We got to jump through a lot of hoops, but hopefully we're looking for a good season. We are, we're playing a really good preseason. We'll be at the Mary Nutter. Okay. So if, yeah, if anybody sees me at the Mary Nutter, you can say hi. Right on. Well, I will say this, our, our most downloaded state is California. So we have a lot of listeners down there. So if you see Thule, go say hi. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will be there. Um, yeah, we're just I'm looking I'm looking forward to that actually because and I know it's gonna be huge mm. because Mary Nutter has not, you know, because of COVID. Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Right on. All right. Thing we like to end the podcast with. Uh we call it player association. I'm gonna throw it a, okay. a few names to you. And you can if you have a story about them, let her all out. That's how it is. <laughs> so, Before you do that, yeah. I like how you say oat because my grandfather is from canada oh really yes yeah, so sometimes it reminds me of him he doesn't nice. it's not as strong anymore but but i do hear it every now and then okay out <laughs> i know out and about out and about all right uh first player on the list samantha york oh yeah sam sam <laughs> <laughs> she was my uh she was my best friend at san Diego state um and now I was in her wedding and she's got two kids and I don't know. Right now she's uh, DIYing. She's, I think she's bored and DIYing her house right now. So oh, that's, that's what happens when you have kids. Like, like everybody else. <laughs> it's normal. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, uh, Katiana Moga. Kati. Um, man, I, I don't think there was ever some, I just feel like she's so underrated. Like everybody knows who she is, but I feel like mm. you just kind of, you quite didn't really understand how much power she had. One time we were at practice and I threw a change up so low. I, I went back and watched the film and I was pissed. Um, <laughs> it was so low. Like I'm talking like ankles Yeah. and it was in the other batter's box. So she stand it, she used to stand in the middle 
you know, middle back. She just generic middle. (laughs) And it was in the middle of the other batter's box. She stuck her bat out and swung as I I think I felt like it was as hard as she could. She sort of asked out and it it went over the left field bleachers. (laughs) What? I was like, you are in, this is insane. Oh how am I supposed how am I supposed to beat that? Yeah, you know, and then really? freaking coach would coach would put us in scrimmages and then he'd say, Okay, uh, you know, everybody, you know, it used to be starters versus non-starters, and then sometimes he'd be like, Okay, Kati, you're going. And I'm like, Okay, so it's starters and then Kati. <laughs> Okay, cool. Just making sure I got that right. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I'm a pitcher as well. If I threw a change up in the other batter's box and it went out, I'd walk off field. I'd be like, no, I'm done. (laughs) I used to do live before practice. So it was just sort of like voluntary and I used to just get, so I'd be mad the rest of practice. (laughs) I I feel you there. Uh, Two more here. Uh, Mo Mercado. Momo. Momo. Um, I am close with her. She is, she's one of the most genuine people on the planet. Mm. She does a lot for the younger generation right now. She's doing a lot of uh, weekly live sessions with, um, you know, about mental training or physical training or anything, you know, she, she lives in Arizona. So, um, yeah, she's, she's an amazing person. I can't say enough good things about her. Awesome. And last but what, not, I will, oh, I will go say ahead. One, one story about her. I said something at practice. It was my first year. I said something to somebody and she pulled me aside at the end of practice and said, um, she pretty much put me in my place. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I miss transfer. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows that I pitch how I throw. Nobody knows that about me. They just think I'm this transfer kid who's redshirting and I, I've never played a Pac-12 game in my life. Mm-hmm. So she sort of put me in my place and um, very honest teammate, very honest person. And ever since then, my respect for her and the respect I think she had for me just went up and we we vibe. She always had my back. So yeah. I think after... I, you just, you don't hear that anymore. You don't hear people, you know, doing that. Everybody's too timid to do something. And yep. she's, she wasn't, she was incredible. Yeah. Hard to beat friends like that for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, coach Mike Candrea. My guy, my guy. Uh, right now I feel like he'd really be really disappointed in my golf game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Elaborate. I, I went out. I went out a couple weeks ago and shot. I uh, can't even tell you the number because it was trash. Okay. Um, and I just got in the car and I was like, he would be so disappointed in me right now. I I can't I can't play like this in front of him. I can't do it. I have to be better. <laughs> Did you golf a lot with him? No, he loved. Oh my god! If you ever if you talk about golf to him, I'm sure he could stay there for hours. He oh, loves golf. That's he good... loves golf. Loves the Yankees. Um, loves his family. Mm. Um, obviously loves Arizona softball, but, um, that man took a chance on me when I did, I didn't even know what I was capable of. (laughs) Now I'm a coach and I know it's illegal. So he hates that I tell the story. (laughs) Um, but you know, I was, it was my first year there and I, you know, actually it might've been my second year, but I don't remember, but, um, I was at a payway with one of our catchers. It was on campus and 
I had my wallet on the table and I think I turned, I must've turned around or something. And all of a sudden my wallet's gone. So my wallet got stolen and I had a meeting with him later that day and I walked into his office and I was crying and he was like, what's wrong? I was like, my wallet got stolen and I don't know what to do. It was everything. And, and he reached in his back pocket and said, what do you need? Are you okay? Wow. Man. Yeah. And that right there is the reason that I will, I don't know. I, 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 I think I love him like too much, (laughs) (laughs) too too much, too much. That's awesome. man. What a guy. I know. What a guy. I know. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Tuli, I mean, I got to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, come on the podcast and it's greatly appreciated. Yeah. Thank you for uh, having me. appreciate it. Yeah. And best of luck this season, Cal State Fullerton. We'll, uh, I'll definitely be following along. Yeah. Thanks. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, I'm looking forward to everybody seeing us this year. I got, I got a few pictures that are pretty good. Right on, right on. Well, we'll be, we'll be watching. Take care. Tui. Yeah, you too. Yo, I finally got the truth from ya It took a bit, you'll recognize wow. The classified was never one to mess around with lies huh. It ain't my nature, total behavior Be opposite, dropping it I'll be the dopest MC rockin' it Composer tracks, got your mind in the days And got you wondering how I can flip it every which way Lots of practice Hey yo, class brings tactics That make you bounce around like you and your girl on the mattress Son, I'll stop you in your track with your weak style And you can speak foul, but can you really freak pal? Too many MCs on the mic sound the same It's kinda funny Funny though, cause they're the ones that found the fame So what's I say, about the world and the music business I guess it's all about the bank and how much money's in it And half-life is like half-broke I gotta work the nine to five to put my own records out It ain't a problem, yo, keeps me focused on the mic It makes my skills tight, it feels right to shake the light So I'ma break it for the million MCs speaking raps They never see no money, no fame or no contract Hey yo, you know most of us won't See a million bucks, most of us will end up broke To me, that's what it ain't about, yo I live for it. Hip hop, what's the best you can give for it? What you take me for, son? Another ten minute rapper. We're only in the game because it's friends in it. Blast your wounds that leave your brain intoxicated. If duplicated, I must start this off and instigated. So watch yourself. Or catch a lyric to that dome in seconds. I use my microphone to tear MCs apart in sections. I use my mind to amplify the situation needed and put them all together when my destination meet it. And now I'm at the spot for sure convinced it was never about talking it, all about rocking it and dropping it. From late at night to early morning, rappers on the microphone. Focus on the core and change It's got my mental doing flips You come and do this game Think it's easy, y'all can do this So put the mic down Let an empty like me kick it Flip it, rip it That's how I hit it Ha!
Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.